0: Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown up woman. This podcast is brought to you by m and Beauty. They've done
1: the legwork so you don't have to. Prepare to be surprised. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entale, E-N-T-A-L-E, you will be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magaziney experience. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm absolutely fine, but I just do not want to adult today. I just want to go into a darkened room and have someone bring me snacks. Is that okay? How are you, Annabelle?
0: Hi, um, um, I'm absolutely fine, but I was driving here, and um, on the way, I pulled over to let somebody in, and they didn't say thank you, and it triggered me from a kind of unusually sunny mood into um, a more characteristic cross-angry mood, um, because why are people so rude? And now I feel... Um, furious with myself for uh, letting myself be triggered from uh, for, for allowing something to take the shine off my day something so small so I'm b- both angry and I feel pathetic so that's me
1: Say the name Natalie Lee and there may be a spark but say the words Style Me Sunday and there's furious recognition because Style Me Sunday is an Insta influencer who blogs about fashion with feelings so she's never far from Instagram stories talking to her 50,000 followers about the ups and downs highs and lows of everyday life Nat is also a body confidence and diversity champion with her Warrior Woman project. She spends quite a lot of time coaxing amazing women into their knickers with inspiring results. And we don't normally talk about children on I'm Absolutely Fine, but Nat's eldest daughter has a rare genetic condition called brittle cornea syndrome, and she and Nat are ticking off a bucket list of activities while she still has her site. Warrior Women, both of them. So hi, Natalie. Thank you for coming. How are you? Hello. I'm absolutely fine.
2: But... I struggle with nerves, although you wouldn't see it on the outside. Um, I present this image of calm, cool, calm and collected. But every time I do talks or podcasts like this, I feel extremely nervous, anxious, feelings of unworthiness. Um, So yeah, that's me. And I think, you know, when you read out the bio, it all seems a bit surreal and, it sounds shiny, doesn't it? Yeah, but, you know, and then you kind of get that
0: icky feeling, thinking, mm, is that really me? Yeah, they're talking about me. I know, we swim around in the icky feelings whilst constantly saying that we're absolutely fine. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think unworthiness is a huge kind of thing for women, actually, that idea that, because I, I think that we've been taught maybe it's a Disney thing, you know, the princess thing, it's like you will be plucked from something. Maybe it's a working thing where we sit and we don't push ourselves forward and we sit and we go, um, okay, well maybe they'll see my light um, rather than, you know, a kind of more male approach which is yeah I can yeah. do this and this is what I'm doing and this is my idea and you know and it's hard because we feel like we have to be that someone has to take it out of us or, or, to, or to kind of shine the spotlight on us rather than rather than shine the spotlight ourselves because we're just not brought up that way.
2: No I think well I think self-confidence in women is not particularly encouraged or seen as a, a particularly attractive trait that's even annoying just saying that attractive trait is annoying right. um, but yeah I think yeah so Often women who are self confident are seen as arrogant or big headed, and it's not a valued trait in women. Which,
1: um, yeah, and also the word ambitious. I mean, you know, Annabelle and I have written about this quite a lot, but the, the. you say, oh, she's ambitious. That mm. is just not a compliment. That is <laughs> no, not a it, compliment. Because if you
0: say that you're ambitious, then you know that your own ambition is tempered by compassion and it's nuanced and it's a wonderful thing. But if you, but I find if women use it about other women, it's kind of, oh, watch out, ambitious is about. Yes. You know, and it's yes. like, oh, Maggie Thatcher's coming in the That's room. That's
1: basically now. saying she's a bitch, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Which is which is sort of it's incredibly yeah. depressing. I mean, I definitely feel like that. One of the biggest things that we can help women, other women, and and kind of you know the younger generations or whatever, is just not be afraid to go out and take it. Yes. Just not yeah. sit in your tower waiting for someone to rescue you. Yeah. And and I mean that you know literally and metaphorically, mm. but just to be at to be but out also there. Also, you get know,
0: it. language is a powerful thing. So Emily and I sometimes talk about replacing words. So we talked about maybe, I mean, I would probably say that you know rather than being ambitious that I'm kind of hungry for it, you know, apart from being always hungry. I'm always hungry <laughs> And I say that. Like, but also the, words, <laughs> the, like, the word single is difficult because that's like two millennia of the kind of myth of the unplucked flower, that you're born single mm. and it's a predicament. And we're like, what if we didn't say we were single? What if we said we were independent? Yeah. You know, things, just yeah. things like that, language, language around, around the female predicament. Yeah, like, but like speaking, of, speaking of you know, the female predicament, um, everything starts with mothers, doesn't it? They're powerful, powerful. So it does what was what was your mother's story, and, um, and what was her relationship like with her face and her body and her physicality?
2: Oh, good one. I mean, we've had our ups and our downs. Me and my mum. Um, she she's been on a diet probably. Well, it feels like the whole of her life to me because obviously I've only known her as an adult. But um, ever since I can remember, she's been on a diet. Every single type of diet has very very well. I I do remember her going up and down in weight, but, you know, ultimately she's going to be a size 16, 18 for the rest of her life, so really... And um, she
0: said she's going to have quite an unfun time but stay the same size.
2: Um, You know, it's just, it's so futile. Um, That's that's a word that springs to mind. And um, that definitely did galvanise me into starting the Warrior Woman project. I just saw how tedious and time-consuming this obsession with weight was.
0: And did it infect your um, view of yourself and your own body, seeing your mother having that relationship with herself?
2: Well, I'm sure it did. Um, It's difficult to analyse that objectively. Um, I've always, when I was younger, you know, I was fairly lean and had quite a good figure. Um, But then after I had children, I noticed changes in my body that I really felt very uncomfortable with you know huge you know really big well what I would class as really big stretch marks on my stomach and things and I hated the image that looked back at me in the mirror Um, so that's when I sort of decided to change things I wasn't going to settle for just hating myself like our parents did because it's
0: Wow. Well, it's a life sentence, that. Yeah.
1: It's so awful, that self-loathing, isn't it? It you is. Kind of, and I feel like one of the good things about getting older is that, at, weirdly, just at the point where <laughs> where your body is letting you down on, in myriad ways, you actually feel, or you, you kind of feel a little bit more fuck it. I mean, I certainly do. Well, I think
0: you become grateful for the fact that it works. Well, for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit more interested in tying my own shoe laces and a little bit less interested in my skinny jeans doing up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's difficult isn't it it's yeah. very difficult to get out difficult. of that mindset you know society you know makes us believe as women that our appearance is above all else and you know we have to aspire to be attractive and to be pretty and to be skinny the-
1: the image has been set by people that we have had no control over so it's the photographers or fashion men men, basically or you know magazines or or television directors film directors or whatever who have this is who have embodied the perfect woman and whether it's the sort of I don't know a kind of you know French film star or a or a kind or I, I can't think off the top of my head but you know that that feminine, feminine ideal even paintings from you know millennia and um, yeah and we've had no control over it at all so no wonder we just feel shit about ourselves yeah and I feel like it's about time we grabbed the power back
2: and started to own it and started to celebrate you know our bodies and, and as you say Annabelle you know The things that they do rather than how they look. But it's interesting
0: to talk about power, because I remember, because we've grown up with saying, you know, hold on to your power, hold on to your power. And I said to my therapist, what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean to hold on to your power? What does it... And she said, losing your power is when you do something in anticipation of a reaction from somebody else that's when you give your power away whether it's you know whatever it might be um and so you know mm, we've got to stop really thinking about 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 our bodies that being given meaning only by the reaction they can elicit yes. from other people
2: actually that's really funny um i wrote a post recently about going out without a bra on and i've got Thirty-four double Ds. Not really that you need to know that, but you now you do. Delicious. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, I wrestled. It was a very hot day. I wrestled a lot with not <laughs>
0: wrestled a lot <laughs> with my legs. Yes, frankly.
2: We're trying to tie them down. No, I I was thinking. You know, I really need to bring something to cover myself up. Just just in case they you know jiggle too much and and warrant too much attention. Attention and. Then I thought, oh fuck it. You know, I'm actually, you know, make basing this decision on the fear of men looking at me. And that was once I realised that and acknowledged it, I felt so much better better about myself. I was like, no,
1: I'm going to go out. They can look if they want to. Who gives a fuck? But it's mm. on them not yeah. to kind of go nuts. That's the thing cuz normally it feels like it's on us to kind of hu- to, cover to up, up so that or, we don't yes. we don't elicit unwarranted attention that then will, you know, somehow cause us harm. It's like yes. exactly. what are you talking about? But that's why I thought,
2: you know, I was I was basing a decision on fear. And when you base any decisions on fear, they're, they're ultimately not very good for you. Mm. So um, I, I was just very pleased that I had actually acknowledged that because I think that that meant that I had, had grown.
0: I noticed you're not wearing a bra today. I'm not. <laughs> Looks fantastic. It does look fantastic. You might see
2: the nipple things <laughs> peeking out. At, uh, I've got nipple covers on. <laughs> <Have> you? <laughs> yeah. But I know I'm really inspired. again, so that men don't see my nipples and get
0: <laughs> God too forbid.
2: Yes. they might um, <laughs> They get
0: hysterical, they yes, well. might get too turned on. <laughs> um, and so back to your mother, did you what yes. what was her sort of routine with you know the mirror and makeup and lipstick and hair? And did she, you know did she pay attention to that? Did you learn uh, her knee about how to put on your nail varnish? What was that? My mother was
2: is a very attractive woman. She was um on the front cover of Mayfair. Um, I don't know if you remember that magazine, but it's, uh, I guess it's the English version of Playboy. Um, so she was, she had a lot of attention from men and she enjoyed the attention of men. Um, so yes, she was very into looking after herself. She wore nice clothes, she wore, um, you know, nice makeup and made an effort to look good. Um, and she, she obviously did a good job because, uh. She had lots of boyfriends, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember as a kid, you know, just just being there in the bathroom with her while she um, put on her mascara and just you just soak it in, don't you? Yeah, I and think you. do. It's to, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 an affectionate sort of memory. Mm. Um, but do you I'm, remember
0: what your early makeup sort of? practice as well when you were maybe 14 or 15 what was oh, the height gosh. of sophistication for you then <laughs> oh, gosh. list the disasters well
2: I mean the major one was the kind of eyeliner well I don't know what 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 was it like a, a dark brown lip liner oh, which yeah. was probably eyebrow pencil um I've always been into lipstick lipsticks have always been a big thing in my life I'm not really sure where that's come from but um yeah, I used to love that that dark
0: lip liner. And look. what went inside the black the brown lip liner?
2: It was it would have been a lighter it would have been like I remember bronze was quite a big thing
0: at this that must point. have been early nineties. Yeah. It feels yes. like spice girly mm. kind of
2: Definitely spice girly those inspired. Inspired. Like Jerry yes. had always had the Yes, lips. she did. That's um yeah, when I look back on those photos, it's it's definitely dated. It that dates them quite well.
0: And so, and where did you go? So if we talk about the kind of the many faces, where did you go from that? How did your face evolve from the brown lip liner onwards? Ooh. I mean, did you ever have, did you do like, you know, like one of those, you know, a cat eye or frosted yeah. lipstick or dodgy contour? I definitely had frosted lipstick. Or plucked lipstick. eyebrows?
2: I, yeah, I had plucked eyebrows. It, I over plucked my eyebrows. Um, I've always loved an eyeliner as well. Bold lipstick and eyeliner is a really classic combination, I think. And uh, I love a nice eyeliner, but you're always it's always a struggle getting two to match, isn't it? That's the problem I face. What, a
0: lipstick and eyeliner? No,
2: the eye line, the two eyes looking oh. the same <laughs> with <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always struggle with that, so I end up doing it about 30 times before I'm happy with it. <laughs> what, take it
0: off and put it on again, yes. and then you get pink eye. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and what about, what about scent? Do you remember your first perfume?
2: I remember I, I had a... A love affair with jupe Is it Zoop? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember
1: that
2: one. Which was actually, if I'm, if I'm right in thinking, was actually for men. And I, my, I used to nick my friend's brother's aftershave, <laughs> and then. That became, I, I then used to buy it myself. And uh, I, I fell in love with that for a long time. That's probably the
0: most... Um, that was your signature yes, for years.
1: Yes, yes. I've always uh, wanted to be the, the kind of girl who could put on their boyfriend's kind of shirt and jeans and and scent and then walk out looking kind of fabulous instead of looking like... Oh, doing well, the walk of shame. Yes, basically. Like, oh, nobody will notice. What do you
2: wear now? What do I wear now? That's, I uh, can't remember what one I've forgotten today. But you can smell me. Maybe you can... So Maybe sniff. You can, um, the sniff test.
1: Annabelle miss, is walking over oh to gosh. Natalie and sniffing oh, wait, her. Oh, I
2: know that one. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, Vera Wan. Oh, it's Vera Wan. It's quite traditional. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite traditional, that. Well, it's is that surprising it. you? Yes. Ladylike, quite traditional. Uh, yeah, it is Interesting. Oh,
2: <laughs> I've never really thought that hard about perfume. Yeah, you see,
0: I do. Do you? Mm, yeah, yeah. for you it's lipstick, and for me, yeah, yeah.
2: I just, if I find one I like, you know, I, I think I've would been like to using this for me? years and years and years. Yes, I would. I come to you. Okay,
0: they're sniffing each other again. Oh, that's nice. Fig. It's the Diptyque Philosykos. So it's just I like fruit and flowers, so Ooh, fig really or lemon nice. or you know.
2: I like that, but I the, I worry that it would be too sort of florally. I don't like sort of floral, but that's really actually quite nice. Oh, she it? has to say that, doesn't
0: she? <laughs> just nuzzles each other's necks. We can't be rude now. We have to practice aftercare. <laughs> so, Annabelle, what have you got for us today? I'm glad you asked. I have a question for you. Have you ever used toner? Have you ever met me? Not even as a
1: teenager. I think as a teenager, you're right, actually. I used some terrible, like, astringent... What was it called? Uh,
0: Well, we probably shouldn't say because it's still on sale, but it was basically nail varnish remover, and we all used the same one on our spotty noses, right? Exactly. And then I stopped because my skin started peeling off. Well, exactly. So toner now is not toner then. So where are we? We're in the autumn, veering towards winter. It's dark. It's freezing. There's going to be a beast from the east, inevitably. The heating's on full blast. So that's sucking the life out of our skin. I'm always hormonal, like round the clock, round the year, you know, 24 7, hormonal. So that's also happening. Shows on the face. And also, you know, we're older than we've ever been, we're younger than we'll ever be. Holy Christ. Anyway, this is a quick fix for skin. I'm about to tell you about Pixie Glow Tonic. There are a few of them out there. This one happens to be well priced. It's 18 quid for a really big bottle, so it's going to last you for months. It's also rather a pretty bottle, sort of sort of fifties pink and pistachio greens. So that's always quite pleasing to have nice stuff hanging around, collecting dust. Um, and it's so it it, it sort of you know, matches you know affordability with efficiency. So that's always quite feel good in itself. Um, what it does is it cleans out your pores effectively now this stuff is loaded with um glycolic so it's got an acid in it um it's an alpha hydroxy acid so it's it's an exfoliator so rather than using anything with you know horrible plastic beads in or any scrub that's going to irritate your skin or anything that's so active it's going to make you kind of you know red raw and itchy then you try a five percent glycolic, and you actually end up. You think it's. You think it won't be good for dry skin. It can be incredibly good for dry skin because it will sweep away all the dry patches. Because you have dry skin, don't you, Em?
1: There is so much of what you're saying now that I just basically love. You want to cry? Do you want yeah. to cry a bit? I can't quite want to yeah, cry. Yeah,
0: because if because I would imagine. Tell me if I'm speaking out of turn. That you have dry patches in your skin, so the last thing you would go to would be something a toner with acids. In yeah, it. no,
1: I still have memory exactly. I'd be too frightened. One of kind of doing it to myself, kind of alone in a in a in a bathroom, dark bathroom, um, and also exactly the memories of kind of just having that astringent tingling and then going all red and thinking that your skin is going to
0: look like that forever. Thing is, if you get the right astringent, it's anti-inflammatory. And that redness, which is very aging, is something that you know you, you want to combat around. I, I get it around my nose, around my chin, and a good active um, toner. and this is kind of entry level this stuff, pixie. I mean, a lot if you've got sensitive skin, this is skin, this is where you'll stay. But you can go, you know in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of all those acids and AHAs, you can get incredibly active and then you can go and have full-on facials and peels, and you can kind of go as far as you want. But um, what this does, what this also does, again, it's counterintuitive, is as it cleans your pores, it shrinks your pores. Okay, this is sounding like slightly magic stuff. Can
1: I ask Idiot Klaxon,
0: mm-hmm. um, do you do it before or after cleansing? Oh, after cleansing, before moisturizing. Okay, so you cleanse, which yeah. I've only just got my head around. Yeah, Yeah, you cleanse maybe twice. I'm using a Dennis Gross Alpha Beta cleanser, which has sorted out my skin like nothing has in years. It's like a miracle. Um, foaming cleanser. For a while I used a balm, but that shit just gave me spots in the end. But again, if you've got very sensitive skin, maybe that would be the right one for you. Um, but these are perfectly exfoliating. So it's a, really when you look at something that's got acid in it, it's a modern exfoliant. So the point of this stuff is to get rid of Dead skin cells, because if your skin is clogged up with dead skin cells, whatever moisturizer you put on over the top, it's just going to sit there. It's not going to go in. It's not going to do anything. So you've got to properly clean your skin. And is part of that kind of cleaning journey. Um, Because it also, in in the cleansing, it oxygenates, which promotes skin health um, and vibrancy. And also this stuff contains nice sort of, you know, virtuous astringents like witch hazel um that um and, and, and horse chestnut and they they boost blood flow and radiance and um they just freshen everything up who doesn't want that <laughs> can we have a look in your makeup bag
2: of course yes, like, yes. just lay Actually, it out yes. on yes. the table yes. and tell
1: us about your makeup bags i think that's is that scamp and dude? dude yeah that's my uh
2: if well if I can open it. So um, one of the most important things to me is, uh, this is so dull and boring, but it is sung.
0: You're good about SPF?
2: Yes, I'm very good about SPF. Every day? Every day, even in the winter.
0: So this is Soleil. Oh, Superdrug, okay.
2: Oh, it doesn't matter what one. I have no preference.
0: Just shove it on. Just, Just, yeah. As long as what do you use on your skin before this? What do you what do you wash your face with and take your makeup so off? So
2: actually I'm not you know, I'm not a slave to any one product. I'll just use whatever. Mm. Doesn't doesn't really bother me. I don't buy into the fact that, you know, one moisturizer is particularly better than another one. Um just shove it on. And do you I, do I you like,
1: cleanse and then
2: just what whatever? I just wash my face in a shower. Right. That's it. And I use, I actually, one of my preferred ones is Dermalogica. I do yeah, like that nice. a lot. Yeah, I do like that. But then with moisturiser, yeah, whatever's hanging around. Yeah. So
0: It's hard to buy into the fact that moisturiser actually does anything, isn't it? Other than making your fin- skin sort of just feel it all right. Just hydrates it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I like a really, you know, kind of thick one. I like it, to, I like my skin to feel plumper afterwards. So I don't like these really thin ones that just... You can't feel any difference, yeah.
0: Um, so let's start. We have a we have a Charlotte Tilbury, Hollywood Flawless Filter. Okay, so what's the, sto- what's yeah, the story so with this? Yeah, so
2: that's a new one. So Sal-
0: this is it a foundation? Uh,
2: yes, it's a type of foundation, but you can use it as a sort of. It gives a dewy complexion. So I don't use it all of uh, all over my face. I use it on my cheeks mainly because you because I get an oily T zone. I wouldn't use it on the oily areas, mm. and I love it. Mm. I love it. I love that kind of dewy complexion.
0: Yeah, you mean you've got fantastic skin. Oh, um, is Thank this what you. you've got on today?
2: Actually, this is the By Terry Light Expert Click Brush. So when it comes to makeup, I'm really quite lazy with application and that is a touche on steroids. Yeah. Do you know and what I've always so loved easy. about
0: this? First of all you just it's just it's basically a tube with a brush on the like a like a sort of like a child's like paintbrush yeah. thing. Um but the smell of the By Terry stuff. I've
2: never smelled it. Can you I see, ask? Here we what go. This is, this is a thing. What is can this I ask thing? an idiot obsession question? Obsession
1: with smell. Is that,
0: what is this obsession <laughs> with smell? I'm asking the questions.
1: <laughs> can I ask an idiot question? Is it, is the, is the, the whatever in there? Yes. And then you, so you click press it. the end. Uh, like That like is an idiot question. A, yeah. You
0: Press the end. And, okay. Uh, and just, out
1: the just like this. Yeah.
0: But I mean, this is so this easy. Is,
2: okay. I mean, you can literally apply it in seconds. But in the morning. who has
0: time to create a flawless canvas? And it's
2: really quite, I like the, Thin. I don't like it to be caked on. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. No, good choice. And then, okay. So mascara, because your lashes are looking very good. So that's what's a this?
2: new one, actually. Avon. Is that Avon? Yeah. But I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the, by their your makeup. lashes
0: are ma- are beautiful.
2: This is the first time I've used it. So what this morning? Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's very good. Yeah. So this is the Avon Mark uh, Big and Extreme, or Extreme and Big. I'm not sure, but. Um, Either one. I don't think you need to spend a lot of money on mascara. No. And there are actually, some things that make sense. I mean, you're like the, the formulations of the Charlotte Tilbury stuff and mm. the By Terry stuff. But mascara, also mine, always dries out, or I get, or I, you know, I bugger up the seal, or I leave it on the seat of the bus, or I just, you know, I don't want to panic because I've lost a thirty-five quid mascara. No.
2: And actually, some of my favourite mascaras are, have been the cheaper ones, like the Maybelline ones mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I
0: think the Max Factor two thousand calories mm. is very good. It's about Do you, seven
2: you remember
1: quid. when? <clears throat> when you could only buy the Maybelline, the green and pink one in mm. in America, and people every time Love anybody went one. to New York, be like, "What can, can I get anything in New York?" And everybody would be like, "Melatonin for sleep." <laughs> and, uh, no, no, now it's and now it's
0: now it's Advil PM. <laughs> Mel- I've got people <laughs> transatlantically dealing me <laughs> Advil PM. <laughs> <laughs> would you mind just pop into a Dwayne Reed? it's fine <laughs> here's 20 everywhere. quid yeah
1: exactly can you just get me but before that <gasps> it was melatonin and uh, and and that green and pink mm. mascara that I can't mm. remember the name of it but no I anyway. used to yeah I used to use that a lot
0: um, so you have your touche there?
2: I have my touche clare do you get bags uh, I do, do. Sleep? I sleep better now now that the kids um, sleep through the night I sleep a lot better um, I struggled with that when, when I had my kids I really did because I like I used to, you know, like a good eleven hours sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a shock. It was such a shock. Didn't you used
0: to be a midwife? I did. So that was that shift work. Yes.
2: So you come home and just basically just. I just used to sleep all the time. Yeah, it was perfect. Obviously, that happened. I was I was a midwife before I was um, a mum. And uh, so I was a lot more dedicated to the job before I was a mum.
0: But you know what? I and mean, when we're talking about women's bodies, I mean, if you you know, when you, if you've been a midwife, you'd seen women at their most vulnerable, their bodies at their most powerful. I mean, it's I've never seen another woman give birth, but
2: it's one of the biggest privileges of my life. I was never not blown away by the enormity of the job and 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 being allowed into somebody's most intimate yeah. and vulnerable and powerful time it was it was a real thing and you know sometimes i would have to fight back the tears the when the baby came, you know it's just it's just amazing, isn't it? You know that you, one minute you've got a pregnant woman, the next minute she's got a baby. Two people, yeah. yeah, but also in it's terms just of, fascinating in terms of the way
0: you feel about your body. If there's ever a time when you are completely unselfconscious yeah. about how you look, yeah. yes. or whether you're being dignified or, or fragrant, or you know. You just, I mean, that I, is absolutely the one time it completely. Yeah, I think it's every not part single, of your thinking.
1: Like obstetrician in Queen Charlotte's has had his hands on my <laughs> vagina. And I, used,
0: basically. I used to walk <laughs> in the room and look for the stirrups.
2: You do, but but you know, a lot of women used to say to me, "Oh, you know, I've I've made sure I waxed before I've gone into labour. And I said, I used to say to them, "You know what? As soon as I walk out of that room, I will have no idea whether you had pubes or you didn't have pubes." <laughs> it really didn't enter into my head. I was doing a job, I was looking for the baby and you know whether you're waxed or not is really not in the utmost of my mind.
0: So please, just, just relax. Midwife midwife looked like- to you and went, I mean you could have made an effort.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like your mother. I mean, have you, yeah exactly. Have,
0: have you no pride? <laughs> okay so now I'm picking up a Smashbox palette. A oh. lovely LA brand developed in a photographic studio in LA. Ah. Oh, and it's a rainbow. It is. I thought I, I, thought I was going to get the usual tones with the odd bit of shimmer. But well, we you know part, I'm going part, to a festival, so yes. I need all the colours. So this is an eyeshadow palette. We'll show you, but it's called, well, quite rightly, it's called the uh, bold eye palette. And it's got, I mean, it's got bright red. It's got bright yellow. It's got bright, I mean, it's got bright everything. What are you going to be doing with this? Well, <laughs> I like the uh, the kind of sunset.
2: There's a sunset sort of. Thing you can do with your eyes and uh, using the sort of oranges the reds and the yellows and it just it just looks really good
0: I like it how lovely smash Smashbox brush but the Smashbox brush has telltale glitter on it it does what have you been up to <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I just I try to spend the whole of my summer doing festivals so you You're know just rolling glitter in basically mud. yeah I've just I've, I'm still finding glitter you know, months later.
1: Glitter has slightly transformed my life recently. Annabelle gave me a Bobby Brown. So, like, it's, G- grown up glitter not festival glitter not that that's not grown up sorry <laughs> oh my god but every time i put it on i feel just a little bit more like
0: yeah swishy yeah and i like the way that glitter migrates i like the fact you can kiss someone there's a bit on them yes. bit on the floor bit on your clothes yes. bit on your pillow it's like fairy dust there's nothing that isn't happy making about seeing you know bits of glitter everywhere mm-hmm. you know you yeah. kiss your you know you kiss a child and they've got glitter and it's not like you're leaving but I do cigarette <clears> ash on them i
1: get very envious of all the instagram pictures of people at festivals with all the kind of the glitter on the face and thing. I think it one does day i just, it does look so good. We one have day to I'm try gonna, it. Gonna Actually, try will it.
0: you send us a photograph of you at the festival? And we're going to put this up Absolutely. on Entail so that people can see yeah. the many faces. So okay, so now now we're moving on to um, the, uh, the headline story, which is lipstick. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And we've got MAC. Are these matte?
2: Yeah, so um, as I said, you know, I'm a bit of a lazy makeup applier. And once I discovered the MAC, retro matte lipsticks it's really difficult to anything no hardly anything else comes close because you apply it once and it lasts for the whole day oh god I can eat in it I can if I was so lucky I could kiss (laughs) in it and um you know it just stays there I just love it and the colors obviously I like bold lipsticks as you can tell I've got a sort of, I've got an orangey red combination of the oranges, the orange and the red on today, and uh, they come in the biggest, boldest, baddest colours, mm. and I love that.
0: Yeah, I love a matte lipstick as well. Actually, there's something about a traditional lipstick, the creaminess of it, that I find a bit newsreadery and a bit too traditional, and I much prefer like a painted-on mouth.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree actually, and they just don't last very long, no. do they?
0: So what's the so. point? And I don't want to leave lipstick on, you know, unlike glitter, I don't want to leave lipstick on people's cheeks and on glasses. Let's talk about your nails. Oh, gosh. There's yes. a story there. What are they? Are they acrylic? These
2: are acrylic, yes. And, um... How do yeah, you live the, your life? Well, with those? I don't clearly because <laughs> they just break all the time. Mm. It's just.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you why know that. why I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the idea of a midwife walking into the hospital room with those. Oh gosh! And, and, and no. <laughs> and running screaming for the hills. He, Natalie's got very very long. What you, glamorous you mean you don't want moment. me to
2: give you a vaginal examination? Right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I will
1: happily do it. The nails will not get in the way. It's gone. I promise you. Give me you. a cervical
0: sweep right now. <laughs> this
1: is not going to hurt. <laughs> For long, uh, I always feel with manicure. I because I go to the get my feet done all the time, and then I get coaxed into a manicure and I have it, and then within a second it's chipped because either yeah. I'm typing or I'm washing up or you know fixing something, not a bike or anything. <laughs> Don't want anyone to think that I'm a great DIY expert, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Just life generally. And I'm also, I don't
0: just chip my nail varnish. Everyone goes, oh, just do shellac. Oh, just do shellac. I kind of rip my cuticles. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, because I'm quite heavy-handed and I'm always fucking around with something. Yeah. You know, as yeah. you say, like not fixing something or just lifting. You know, there's quite a lot of heavy lifting in my life, actually. <laughs> um, and um, and I just tear my hands to shreds. Yeah, and I don't really well, want to yeah, attention that's to what's them. happened to me. I,
2: and one of them actually broke really far down. And, you know, I don't want to yeah. give a sob story, but it really There hurt. was blood. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to take them off because they're... How do you take them off? Do you have to
0: soak them in acetone? I have to go to
2: the the nail shop and get them taken off, unless they just rip when I get drunk at the weekend, which is probably (laughs) highly
0: likely. Probably certainly going to happen. And then just, um, do you have, we talked about, you know, uh, know, anti-perfection really, because I mean, Emily and I both really think that perfection is for other people. I don't know who, but it doesn't seem like a very human or humane quality. Do you have a favourite imperfection about your body? something that you know maybe bothered you as a younger woman but now you feel that it's really part of you and you love it?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Um, as a kid, I hated my nose. Hated it a lot. I used to think that as soon as I grow up I was going to get plastic surgery. What did and you hate me. about it? I hated that it was wider than my friends. I grew up in a predominantly white area. Um, I think there was one other black kid in my year um and i yeah it's it was a sign of my blackness i guess and um, And you're mixed race aren't you a mixed race yeah my mum's um english irish and my dad's from the caribbean he's trinidad yeah um so yeah i hated that it was wide and flatter than other people's um but it's just so bizarre When I was thinking earlier, I haven't thought about my nose in a really long time. Aren't you glad we reminded you? I know, (laughs) I am. It just doesn't bother me anymore. I don't, it doesn't even enter my head. And maybe that's because I'm much more comfortable with my blackness these days. You know, I now um, have afro hair I've let it grow natural. Was it straightened when you were young? It was always really? from about the age of seven really it helped. was straightened because.
0: Is that a, how's that, was that a chemical treatment? Yes
2: yeah, yeah. and uh, I have alopecia um, and that certainly didn't help my alopecia it's very very damaging to your hair. Um, so yeah I and I think maybe because my mum was white, she struggled to deal with my hair. Um, so it was easier for her if it was straightened. And there is this kind of stigma attached to Afro hair that it's unmanageable and it's it's horrible, basically. So um, yeah, I think. So what I've do just you grown... do to your
0: hair now? What do you? I mean, do you just do? You, do you wash and go? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Basically, I I don't. Don't have to blow dry it anymore. Mm. Like I wouldn't, I, I couldn't go swimming before because it would just then it would take me like a couple of hours to blow dry it straight again, mm. and it was just I oh, it's just a pain in the ass basically. Um, so yeah, I've just I guess the more you just learn to feel comfortable with yourself and and grow into yourself, the. Your, your thinking just changes,
0: doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's why so I look around and I, see, uh, and I see all these kids like Love Island and stuff. And they're, they're all having their noses done and their lips done, their teeth done, their tits done at you know in their teens. Yeah. And they haven't given themselves a chance mm. to accept who they no, are. No, exactly. And if I had done something... And then something, they'll never know. They'll no, never know because no, it's just gone.
2: It's gone. I would have probably done, you know, multiple things at the age of 16. And um, that now don't bother yeah. me at all is there it a mantra
0: is. that you live by is there any sort of code that you carry around with you um like one of ours is it takes a lot of therapy to be this shallow <laughs> let's talk about lipstick I like
1: I like, I like um, an apple a day can keep anyone away if you throw it hard enough yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you said that I thought you were gonna say the other really boring one <laughs> Um, I would say one one thing I say a lot to people is stay in your lane and um, that is is especially significant on social media as you know a lot of my life is on social media it's very easy to keep looking to your left and to your right at what other people are doing compare yourself and or or feel criticized by other people and I'm just like just just run your own race, and just focus on you, you know, try and sift out all of the bullshit, and yeah, and try not to compare yourself to everyone else, it's, I know it's easier said than done, but, and, and I have to constantly remind myself of that, but then I take myself back, and you know, you just think, we haven't got the whole story, and I, just, it's just like, things will come to me, I feel very privileged, you know, So. That's why I say stay in your lane. Just try not to focus on other people's shit. You know, you, you have no idea what's going on.
0: Natalie Lee, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Medult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just
1: leave you with this thought. Blossom into the badass you forgot to be yesterday.